You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, Montgomery County. You're listening to Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Arizetti on Lone Star Community Radio. Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, IRLoneStar.com on the World Wide Web, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube channel, and Channel 12 Suddenlink, Conroe's TV. Yeah, guess what? You've got other radio stations and newspapers and stuff around here, and they're great. But did you know that Lone Star Community Radio is the only one that is local FM, podcast, YouTube, and TV? So technically, when you think about it, it's kind of like having a TV station up here. Sort of. Kind of. It's not like Channel 2 or 11, but do the other guys have TV? See, my guests don't think so either. We're talking quietly just because I did it, and I don't know why I did. <laughs> and Dick Schisler, who's general manager of the station, owner, today he's the engineer, and he just looked at me like, has Nathan been drinking? <laughs> <laughs> but after yesterday's show with Josh Fuller and Jake the engineer, it was crazy. So, folks, I've got a couple of guests with me. I'm not going to introduce them yet because technically I have one special guest with me. She is a part-time model, full-time director of an incredible center, full-time mom, and unfortunately, she's a full-time wife to a full-time handful husband. And he's here today because he's so tired. Everybody says, my God, Eric, your wife is gorgeous, and she's nice and loving and godly and fun. And he's like, well, so am I. And they're like, like we said, she's so wonderful, so nice. So so he's here because we got to give him some love. And Eric, who you'll meet in a minute, he's the guy that I talk about. Eric's picking on me, or Eric said this, or Eric said that. Okay, he's a goofball, but I'm a bigger goofball, and he is probably my best supporter, my best uh, henpeck. You know, I'm on a, I'm in a chicken ranch. Henpeck, peck, 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 when I do something wrong, or I say 30-second commercial, and he thinks I said 30-minute. And then I go back and listen to it and have to say, ooh, I did say 30 minutes. But I'm at at the 30-minute mark. So, hey, what's going on? What is that? Championship bull riding. October 7th is coming to town. Championship bull riding. 2,000-pound beast. And some of these cowboys that ride them are like 165, 170 pounds. They're not even big dudes, man. And 24 of the world's top-ranked bulls top rank bull riders go online go to a championship bull riding go to my montgomery county lifestyle i'm posting about it i'm doing the marketing for them locally get your tickets are you riding well that's an interesting story i might be riding an exhibition style bull not the 2000 pounder but but still a bull and so hey folks walking outside we're on the radio here we're live and we see you and welcome to conroe downtown i love doing that to people <laughs> but i'm probably going to be I, I got to be the man in the can back for the montgomery county fair and rodeo mm-hmm. i was supposed to be in the barrel for the um exhibition bullfighting 
freestyle and they brought me out early and I was in there for like six or seven bulls. Oh my God. And one of them they thought was fixing to tear me up changed right at the last second. But the last bull came right at it. So they dumped the barrel so that it would kind of make him go the other way. Or if he did hit it, it would be a different kind of roll. And he came and he looked in and it was only a split second before a split second I saw this head and horns of a 2,000-pound bull. Oh, my gosh. So my understanding is Benny Cood of Championship Bull Riding has said that um, he'll put me on a bull if I want to, and he'll also put me in the barrel. They don't always use a barrel, but they'll they'll put a barrel out there if I want to. Hey, that's that's big money there. Well, I don't pay to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe if I do it, I'll market it that way that people will come. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Come see Boudreaux. Boudreaux going to be man in the can. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what's going on this weekend, folks? This weekend, we're supposed to have a monsoon come up here. Maybe it's going to be one inch of rain. Maybe it's going to be 20 inches. So what? Get out and have some fun if, as long as you, you don't go through flooded streets. Saturday, downtown Conroe, 630 to 7. 6 to 730 is a free street concert. Food, uh, uh, beer, wine, water, and entertainment by Josh Fuller and band. Then at 8 o'clock, doors open at the Crichton Theater. 830 is the intimate evening with Mr. B.J. Thomas. I will be your MC. I will be the photographer Come see B.J. Thomas. Eric, what was the song that you like so much that you play every day? Raindrops falling on my head. Raindrops falling on my head. No, it's <laughs> raindrops keep falling on my head. Okay. And then so many other songs. You got to see them. If you got a mom or dad that's like 60 years and older, they want to go see them. Mom does. I did analytics. On, I'm doing the Facebook marketing. 90.5% of the people who respond, like, tag, share of our B.J. Thomas post are women, 91%. So what does that say, men? That says you got a woman, you need to buy a ticket. Surprise her with the ticket. He He's an icon. It's love songs. Mm-hmm. And it's love songs and it's hurt songs back in the day before all the hip-hop rap crap. Yes. It's good music. It's love music. It's uplifting music. Even his sad songs make you feel good. So men, men... Buy your wife a ticket and go. And you know what? Make it guys' night out. You guys go do something else, and and guys, y'all go buy your wives and girlfriends tickets and let the girls go, you know, and stuff like that. No throwing stuff on the stage, though. That's Burt Bacharach or Engelbert Engelbert Humperdinck. He's the one that got the undergarments thrown all the time. (laughs) Engelbert, golly. What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Anything else going on? Um, Saturday at 2 o'clock will be Cam Hutchins' funeral at First United Methodist Church. The obituary's not out yet. They're finishing that up. But Vicky posted last night on Cam's Crusaders. 2 o'clock, if um, you get rained in and can't make it, she wanted everybody to know that uh, Cam knows you love him. Cam knows you love the family. So if you can't make it, that's okay. But 2 o'clock, if you can be there, I'll see you there. So, all right, we're going to take a little break now. When we come back, we have Candace Estes of Unlimited Care Cottages. We're going to talk about her facility, elder care in general, dementia, Alzheimer's, things of that nature. So, you're listening to Montgomery County Lifestyle Nathan Arizati on Lone Star Community Radio. We'll be right back.
Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. All righty, tidy folks, we are back. You're listening to Montgomery County Lifestyle, Nathan Arizadi on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, your community radio station. I like just rattling that off fast. I don't know if that's good or bad, but that kind of gives me energy, makes me feel good. Folks, let me tell you what, in my promise to you about it not being about me, about being you, we are back in the saddle. We had to take a couple of weeks off uh, because of some family medical issues. We still are going to be juggling here and there. Christy Leggett's going to be a guest host when I can't make it. But we have we have something near and dear to my heart because my parents are getting older. I've seen some some things, as you have. We've got a young lady, Candace Estes, and I pick on her about being a model. I don't think she really is, but her husband has told me that in his eyes and in his heart, he married a world-class supermodel. Amen. So then I went and I looked at a picture of him and her, and I went, oh, my God, this is the classic beauty and the beast. I know. I know. And, I, I mean, you started it. But she is loving, caring. She cares about others. She cares about her family. She cares about our family. So she's here to talk about elder care. Hey, Candace. Hello. Good morning. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. This is something that a lot of people put off yes you know when we're 40 and 50 we're thinking oh you know we need to do this and we need to do that and we need to make sure this and that and then all of a sudden 20 years later we haven't and our kids want to talk to us well i don't have kids but then our kids would want to talk to us about stuff and now we're past that hurdle we're like no i'm okay i'm okay and then old age or dementia starts creeping in and then we really i don't need that i don't need that so we lost that so we got to address this early. And for those that don't, you still can help at that too. Tell me, first of all, tell us about Candace. Who is Candace? Where are you from? What do you do? Uh, give us some background. Well, um, I was born in Louisiana. Go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> for you Aggie fans out there. That is G-E-A-U-X, by the way. <laughs> yes. Um, and we moved to Texas when I was three. So I consider myself a Texan for sure. Um, we've been in the Conroe area since I was 16 years old and um, grew up in Montgomery. My parents are still there. So um, been in the area for, I would say, most of my life and um, always had a heart for seniors, even as a young child. Um, going to church, I was always drawn to just their wisdom, and I love talking to them. Um, they've seen so much. Yeah. Time has changed so much, technology, everything. And so I'm just intrigued by that. So I guess, you know, I, it just kind of brought me to where I'm at today. And just probably, I've been in the industry five years and um, love it. You know, when you find something that you love, it doesn't feel like work every day. Right. So right. Um, I enjoy the bond that I make with the families. I enjoy the bond that we have with our residents. Um, even the community partners that we work with, um, home health companies, hospice, anything like that. We really do bond over relationships with these residents. So 
That's what keeps me going. It's funny you said that because there was a point in time where I was looking at the industry. I was looking at, at, at careers in that industry, be it marketing or, or lifestyle director, some of them call it and stuff like that. Because I agree with you. I remember, I remember First Baptist Church in Liberty, Texas when I was a little kid. And all the men, and a few women, but all the men would meet in the kitchen between Sunday school and, and what we called big church and drink coffee. Mm-hmm. And of course, mine was this much milk and this much coffee, but I loved, I loved, I just loved being there. I don't remember any conversations. I don't remember, well, I remember getting in trouble, but uh, I don't remember, but I just loved being there. I loved being around them. And you're right. There's wisdom. There's yes. a different kind of humor. Yes. There's, um, there's a different kind of love for others. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And, and then so many of them have been through world life-changing events, World War II, Korea, mm-hmm. Vietnam, and then just this other things. Right. The Depression. I mean, yep. they're grateful for everything that they have. They've worked so hard. It's Nothing was really handed to them. So it's, you know, some of my best childhood memories was sitting on the back porch with my grandmother and in the morning drinking coffee. You know, I mean, I just love that time that I had with her and with any of the um, seniors I dealt with in church. So I think, you know, I've done other things that have led me to where I am, but I feel like I'm in the right place now. So, so it feels good. We're going to throw it over, folks. I'm going to introduce Candace's husband, Eric Estes. Eric is an oil tycoon. He is like, he's like grandpa that shot the, you know, was shooting at a squirrel or whatever it was and up come a bubbling crude. <laughs> this guy goes into the ground, gets that oil, and brings it to the rest of us and stuff. And we're not going to get into all his business and stuff like that because he is a tycoon, and we don't want him or his children to be, you know, abducted and kidnapped because he looks he's like a, a raccoon. Ty- he does look like a raccoon. <laughs> but I want you, Eric, real quick, tell us a little bit about you. But but the main, once you do, tell us some insights about Candace. Uh-oh. <laughs> I grew up in Houston on the west side. Uh, I've been up here in Conroe area since uh, 96. Uh, been in the oil industry 22 years. Uh, life changed a couple years ago when a mutual friend introduced us uh, to this lovely person over here. Uh, so nice. <laughs> I uh, paid him big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> now it's uh, like you said about her job and, and her passion for what she does is, is truly amazing uh, to go you know, with her to work sometimes or, hey, I need something hung. Can you can you come do it? And just see her interaction with her residents and, and her employees. There's just, you could tell there's a passion there. And, and that's what, uh, I believe that's what God called her to do. And you can probably see that. In, and I was just watching her when you were talking. And that's probably what you can see is somebody looking at her. And she doesn't know it in the way they look at her. Because I'm seeing it in her, in her eyes too. People can have pretty eyes and captivating eyes, but when somebody has something in their heart, I truly believe there's something that's magnetic that pulls you in. And she's got that look. She does. I think that, I, that and that, I do. I think that's a God-given thing in the heart. I, I think that some people have that, and some people just have nice eyes. There's a difference. Right. right. Well, thank you. That makes me feel nice. Well, you know, and back up, you know, I lost my both my parents young. Um, yeah, we've, we've talked about that. Right, I appreciate right. that. And, and. So I kind of have a different view on, on, you know, taking care of people, you know, because people took care of my parents. And, and, and so when I see her and see her interaction, 
it kind of brings me back to, you know, that's somebody that really cares. You know, she's passionate about it, and, and you just really see that she has a heart, and that's take somebody special. In, in, in the business that you do, but even in the medical field, I'm walking that path with my parents right now, and there's this one doctor that I pray I never see again because I'm afraid of what I'll say or do to him. Mm-hmm. It was purely like selling a service. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't, it wasn't care. It right. was selling oncology. Mm-hmm. And then now we're at MD Anderson. It is, it's like walking into counseling. I mean, it's, in, it's like walking into your best friend's living room. And you're talking to surgeons and you're talking to, to radiation oncologists and pulmonologists. It's, you're talking life-changing things and you feel like you're talking to your next-door neighbor or your friend of 50 years. That's insane. That You can't teach that. And that's what you have in your industry. Mm-hmm. You can't teach a true person to do what you do. You can teach them, yeah. but it's not the same as somebody's got it in their heart. Right. Well, and two, the hardest thing to think about is from the child to the parent, and now the child is making decisions for the parent. Mm-hmm. And that is a hard role to reverse. So we see that struggle with families all the time. They're like, for my whole life, my mom has been able to make decisions on her own and be able to do things on her own. And now it's all on me. It's all on me to try to make the best decision for my mom and dad. And that can be a lot of pressure. And so with me and when I'm dealing with families, I try to be that source of just information, education, because I am in the industry. Whether you decide to you know, put your loved ones somewhere um, in a facility or they can still stay home but just need resources like home health, I want people to reach out to me because I feel like I'm that voice for the community to be able to say, hey, you may not need my services yet, but what do you need right now? Do you need an in-home physician? Do you need somebody to come see mom and dad in the home? Do you need home health to come and do therapy in the home? What do you need for your loved one and how can I help you, even if it's not with me? So that's my biggest, um, I guess, mission on this earth is just to help people in their time of need because it can be very draining. I mean, I've had families just break down, you know, talking to me about the struggle, and I just have to pretty much take their hand and say, look, I got this. We can do it. You know, just tell me what you need, and we'll figure it out. I'm a fixer. So that's why I'm always trying to fix, you know, my (laughs) hubby sitting next to me. Would you agree? I'm a fixer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, that's just And my it's heart. hard too, because <clears throat> unless the parent is like full blown out of it, Alzheimer type dementia things, you know, I'll relate it. And, and I relate it in a funny way, but it's because it's funny, but it's, it, it's, it's a heart wrenching movie, the notebook. Yes. So if you're full blown gone, then it's not too hard making those decisions. Right. Especially if financially they can be made. You just make the decision. But when that parent still has got pretty much their head together, just maybe some issues. Yes. Man, that can be hard and tough because you don't want to bully them. Right. You don't want to hurt them, but you know they're fixing to say the wrong thing or make the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. They just told the doctor something totally wrong. Right. And you don't know whether they're lying because they don't want to tell the truth and be embarrassed or if they don't really know, but the doctor's got to know the truth. Right. Yes. And then that parent looks at you like, so that's the tough part yeah that's why it's so important to have these conversations before they're needed yeah come see me before you are in that situation that you need to make a decision right then and there 
educate yourself. Find out what's around. Find out what your your parents' wishes are. What do they want when it comes to a point? And those are hard conversations. I mean, I haven't had them yet with my parents, and I know it's coming <laughs> one day. And you're in the business, and you know yeah. better. Yeah, we, we know better, but we don't always. Yeah, yeah so though it's just it's better to know before all of that happens and just to educate yourself um, with knowing what your mom and dad at the end of the day, what do they want? What does grandma and grandpa want? What are their wishes? Um, because even if they have, you know, early onset dementia or, you know, they're into severe dementia where they can't even speak anymore, they can't do anything for themselves, you just need to know your options, you know, before all that happens. So let's do this now. Let's back up. Tell me about Unlimited Care Cottages. Okay. We have seven locations in the Spring and the Woodlands area. We are um, licensed and we have individual care homes. So we're licensed to have seven residents in each home and we keep two caregivers 24 hours a day. So the caregivers are there to assist with what we call ADLs and those are um, activities of daily living, bathing, dressing, eating, stuff like that. Um, we are also a continuum of care. So if mom and dad come into our facility and they are still pretty cognitive, able to still do things, we want to just assist with those. We want them to stay independent in as many areas as they can. But once they get to the point where they need more assistance, they can stay. We just adjust to what their care needs are. Um, we do um, resident-centered care. So when you come in and you tell me exactly what you need care for for your parents we are going to focus on that and that's what we're going to provide and we can do that because we're individual cottages so it's a small setting we can really be very um open with the families and be able to concentrate on what the needs are and adjust as those needs change so how big is, is each cottage um, each Generally cottage, speaking. Well, it's licensed to have seven residents. Um, we In each cottage, we have two shared rooms and three private rooms. Okay. So that um, would be like husband and wife or two mm -hmm. buddies or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then there's the private rooms. So um, we assist with everything. Um, residents can also stay with us once they um, need hospice services and be able to stay um, until the good Lord calls them home. So that's important too, especially if you have a resident who's dealing with dementia, a move can really be traumatic. And so being able to stay in the same care setting is very important. And you can do that with unlimited care cottages. Okay. And the people that stay there, the two caregivers, do they just like live there or do you rotate them through shifts and stuff? Well, they live there usually 10 to 12 days at a time. Um, and then we have a lady who comes in and she relieves them. So you'll get to know three main caregivers within the home. So they're really going to get to know the residents that are there. They're going to get to know the families. Um, it's a very intimate type setting, home-like setting. I mean, when you walk into our cottages, it's like walking into your own home. Wow. Um, and, you know, we have just done some renovating to our cottages. So we're updating pictures on our website. But stay tuned because... You will be amazed um, at some things that we have changed and just walking in just feels like you're walking into your own living room. So you hit up special note with me that you have seven mm -hmm. and that you're licensed because I know in the state of Texas, because it's right here in Conroe and it drives city council crazy, but it's legal. There's I know and I know where three of the homes are where they have four or five people there mm -hmm. that are mentally un, men, mental issues. Mm -hmm. They're 
uh, clients in Tri-County. And so between um, disability, what am I trying to say, not IRS, between um, Social Security mm -hmm. and or the families, they pay for them to be in these, in these homes, in these houses. They may be getting great care. They may be safe. But no one knows because they're not licensed. Right. There's nothing city, county, or state that says anybody has to go in and, and inspect them mm -hmm. and check them. Yes. They don't know if they're stealing money. They don't know if they're not. I know this. The people walk way too much, in my opinion. It's good exercise. But you got people walking around talking to themselves, doing weird things. And I don't so much think they're going to hurt anybody because they never have yet. Somebody could hurt them. Right. Right. I've also seen where some of the houses, even though they're not supposed to be men and women living together, I do know that there was one woman living. Mm -hmm. So that's a big deal to me to promote because when you have a big building and there's 50 people living there, you kind of know that there's cameras and security, and you probably kind of know that somebody can walk in and inspect at any moment. Right. So when you're talking small, I think in the back of somebody's mind, they might go, I wonder. Mm -hmm. But you're the same way. You can get inspected at any time, can't you? Yes, we have annual surveys. Um, so the um, Texas Department of Aging and Disability is now changing over to Health and Human Services. It's all under the um, same umbrella now. But they come in and they have to do annual surveys. So they come and inspect. They can send people at any time to come and see how we're doing. Um, we have rules and regulations that we have to abide by. So even though we're small, we are licensed, and that's what we tell families because there are a lot of care homes that aren't licensed. Mm -hmm. So nobody's in and out of there regulating that. The, I mean, really, who do you call if your loved one's in a facility that's not licensed and something's going wrong? There's really nobody to kind of keep you on that pedestal to make sure that you're doing things right. So um, that's really important. And we are also a VA-approved facility. Oh, wow, that's big. It's big. It's huge because there's not a lot that are around. So if your loved one is eligible to receive um, VA benefits due to, you know, being in one of the wars and, you know, there's certain regulations to that, but they can get reimbursed for um, their stay at our care home. So that's another big, big plus for us, and we really um, – promote that. And we are also long-term care um, insurance approved. So a lot of long-term care and their biggest thing is if you're licensed, yep. you can, you know, the families can use that insurance benefit, but if you're not licensed, most of them won't let you use the benefit. So here's what we're going to do. It's the half hour. We're not going to take a half hour, 30 minute break as Eric likes to say, <laughs> this is the 30 minute break. So weather, traffic, things like that coming to you from Lone Star Community Radio, your community radio station. We'll be right back. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. All right, folks. It is Thursday in Montgomery County. I have Candace Estes of Unlimited Care Cottages and her husband, Eric Estes, of something, Bull Tycoon. <laughs> you know, I think he was probably Jethro, and he just grew up into the business is what I think. 
We're, we're having a fun conversation. Candace is awesome. Oh, my God. You know how you meet somebody and you're like, oh, what a nice person. And then you meet somebody and go, oh, my gosh. I just, I feel better now that I just feel better. That is who both of these people are. I pick on Eric, but he is too. Candace has got something special. Folks, we, we're talking about memory care. We're talking about elder care. We're talking about uh, uh, assisted living facilities and things like that. And we're going to dive into something right now that is very near and dear to my heart because I've seen it with friends. Bev, I know you're going through it. Sherry, uh, Nancy McKeska, you have some of the most funnest posts about your dad. Oh, my God. And Bev, you too, talking about the conversations with your dad. And sometimes you want to cry and sometimes you're just laughing so hard because they're so cute. <laughs> but, of course, Nancy just lost her dad. But... Uh, but it's lighthearted, but it's also sad. Let's talk about memory loss slash old age memory loss, dementia, Alzheimer's, what that can do to the mind, to the body, to the soul, to the family, and then how your services can get involved. Perfect. Well, the crazy thing about dementia is it affects people in different ways. There's not one case that is the same. Now, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. Um, I'm just speaking from my heart and from my experiences with the industry that I'm in. But um, it can affect people in so many different ways. They can go to where they are very silent. They don't speak anymore. Some have behavior issues. Some are just, they're go, lost. Go back on that. Behavior issues like what? Like um, just maybe talking to themselves, having a conversation with somebody that's not there, um, seeing things, um, hallucinating, that kind of thing. Some can be aggressive behaviors, um, can be hitting. anger. anger. Um, it's, so if you notice, if you notice your mom or your dad, what used to go, son, don't do that. They're like, what? I guess I'm just stupid. I guess I'm just ignorant. I mean, just yes. hurt feelings and stuff. Yes. And a lot of it is because they are trying to say something that they can't say. They have lost that ability for their mind to speak through their mouth. So it's frustrating. It is, it's like hitting a wall every day, wanting to say something, but you can't find the words. So those come out in different ways. They come out in behaviors. They come out in just finally giving up and being silent. Um, everybody's different. So one of our cottages, we are a certified memory care cottage. So it is um, a secure cottage. So our outer gate is locked. We give residents a place to have those behaviors in a safe environment. So a walking path, redirecting. If you see that a resident's getting very frustrated, let's walk them outside, get some fresh air. There's plenty of room to roam. There's, um, there's, it's a safe environment for them to have those, those behaviors. And at the end of the day, it's not them. It's their disease. And that's where we come in. We meet each resident where they are. We meet them. If they are um, struggling with something, we figure out a way to make them um, feel more comfortable and just meet them where they are. And it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. The caregivers that we have are amazing. What they do on a daily basis amazes me every day. And that's what pushes me to do what I do because I know that if I talk to a family and we end up moving a resident in there, I know they're going to be taken care of. I don't have to worry about that. These girls, one day everything's fine, and the next day they may have three issues that they're dealing with. 
plus they're having to care for some other residents in the home. That's why it's important to look at how many people are there taking care of how many residents. In our facility, it's only seven residents and we have two caregivers. A lot of these other places are 25, 30 uh, residents to two caregivers. I mean, that is a huge difference between unlimited care cottages and a lot of the other places that you see. Keeping the care more on an individualized basis. It's tough on caregivers too. Mm -hmm. I saw some stats recently um, about home caregivers like sons and daughters and brothers and sisters and the industry. Mm-hmm. That's hard. There's, there's a high rate of depression of their own and there's a high rate. So, so you really have to love as an, as a company, as an employer, mm-hmm. you have to pick the right person, right? But you have to nurture them and take care of them along the way too. And, and watch for the signs of their burnout because right. it's human nature to get burned out, especially when you love and you have to say goodbye to people and say goodbye and you see somebody you love and, since you're continuum care. Mm-hmm. So I see Johnny and him, he needs me. And then two years later, Johnny really needs me. Right. And then a year later, Johnny's no longer with us. Right. And that's got to hurt. You know, um, people can go on our website, um, unlimitedcarecottages.com. And we have um, several blog posts on there. And one of the blogs that we did not too long ago was on caregiver fatigue. It's a real thing, not just in assisted living. It happens um, to family members. It happens to nurses in hospitals. You have to take everything of yourself and put it aside and put somebody else's needs in front of your own. So that can be tiring after, you know, you've done it for so long. We have families who come in and we want to take that resident. We want to be that caregiver so that sons and daughters can have that relationship back with their mom or dad. They can be just the daughter, not the daughter, the caregiver, the accountant, everything like that. So we want to take care of this little part so that they can continue to try and um, and just nurture that relationship of a you know son and a daughter and a mom and a dad and a grandparent. And it can be very tiring, but I can tell you that Buck and Terry um, Buckholtz are the owners of Unlimited Care, and they take very good care of us, all of us. Any relation to Lieutenant Buckholtz, Conrad PD? Um, I don't know. Okay. I'll have to ask. It's the only name that I've... That, that yeah. name sounds familiar, and I don't know why. Well, Maybe it's because I know Lieutenant Buckholtz. Well, they've been in business for 17 years. From With here? From this area? Home, yes. Uh-huh. Hmm. That'd be interesting to find out. Yeah. Because well, he is a fine, fine man. Well... Upstanding man. Yes, and they are. They... Even though they are, you know, running this business every day and they have me on hand, if I needed anything, I could call them. They would stop what they're doing and they would come and they understand that they have to take care of us because we're the ones that are taking care of these uh, residents, these families. And it can be very emotionally draining. So, you know, check out our website, read some of our blogs. We're on Facebook. Um, We post different things that we do. Um, We try to bring in different things. We have um, an exercise program that we bring in. He comes three days a week and does a senior fitness and energetic and fun and, you know, music therapy, pet therapy. You know, we just try to really do activities within the home that are individualized to the residents that are there. So things can change depending on residents changing and stuff like that. You know, so we really, again, that person-centered care is very important to us. So... 
And I want to go back to one topic here in a minute, but I also want to hit real quickly. And I know everything's different. Everybody's different. So we're not, you're not giving a price that, oh, I heard for $19.95. No. Give us a range of pricing. Um, so depending on your level of care, our pricing ranges anywhere from um, $3,600 a month all the way to, let's say, $4,500 a month. Um, the biggest, another thing about us is we're all inclusive. So it's going to include everything that mom and dad need while they're there. So it's going to include the laundry service, their care, their food for the caregivers to be there. We have two nurses on staff. We have an RN and an LVN. That's another thing that you won't find at a lot of care homes um, is having a nurse on staff because state doesn't require us to have that. So um, it's good for the residents. It's best for our families to be able to have that clinical um, opinion, the clinical advice um, on a daily basis. So um that's um, that's a range depending on care, but you know, just thinking, we consider ourselves an all-inclusive private assisted living. If that's how you kind of want to group us in a category. And then, so on that too, what are some of the options? What what are some of the the um, agencies that sometimes help provide for for that kind of care? Like, for example, tell me a little bit of what involvement a VA will do if they're if they're qualified. What Social Security will do if they're qualified. Does Medicare get involved? Does private insurance get involved? Just what what options might be out there that people don't know about other than here's my wallet? Right, exactly. Well, most assisted living facilities are private pay. So um, if you're going to use a VA benefit or they're eligible to receive a VA benefit, they would still pay for it on a monthly basis. And then the family submits paperwork to the VA to get reimbursed for that. And same with long-term care. Um, we don't accept uh, Medicare, Medicaid, anything like that. That's going to be like a skilled nursing facility, um, which they don't really pay much, you know, reimburse families and reimburse for care and all that much anyways now. But um, so, you know, it is it is a financial burden on um, on the families and sometimes ends up being on the children as well. That's why it's so important. Because if the child the doesn't convert. get involved, then they're going to go to and I'm not putting any facility down. But we all have seen those pictures or heard of the nursing home down the street, so to speak, mm-hmm. that you wouldn't want to spend the night in yourself. Right, exactly. And, and and there may not be any horror stories. There may not be anything improper going on. But just walking in, the smell, mm-hmm. the look, it just breaks your heart. Well, and a lot of that has to do with having so many patients, so many residents to only a few employees. Right. They can't. They can't change everybody when they need to be done. They can't change the linens when they need to be changed. They have to wait for the rotation. So those things are very important to think about and prepare for. It is a financial responsibility, just like it is to have children. You are prepared to pay for daycare. You're prepared to do those things. You need to prepare for your parents, for yourself. You don't want to put that burden on your kids. Um, you know, it's really opened up mine and Eric's eyes about ourselves. We're like, you know, we're, we're going to be here one day. What can we do now to make sure that our kids don't financially have to worry about us? Because they're already going to be emotionally involved and emotionally worried about us. I don't want that financial part to be. So, you know, it's just you need to prepare. And you can start preparing for that in your 30s, your 20s. I mean, there's no age on that, um, you know, and you can set yourself up so your kids don't have to worry about it. So long-term care insurance, explain that a little bit. Is it, is it ever too late to buy it? Well, that wouldn't be a question really for me because I'm not familiar with it. Um, Generally speaking, I mean, 
if somebody was already 60 or 70 years old, is it too late to really start buying into that? Yeah, most insurance companies have a, a cutoff age. Because they know and you're going to start using it. I think it's around 70. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in other words, if somebody bought long-term insurance, will that a lot of times will that cover? I mean, they probably get different benefits levels, but could that possibly pay off to cover the monthly fee? Yes. Yep, depending on their level of care. Depending yeah. on the level of care. but mm-hmm. it, okay. So in other words, right now, if your parents or yourself think you might need it, you need to go Google it and check it out. Mm-hmm. Yes, Bottom line is Google it and check it out. Yep, okay, absolutely. And that's a big deal. Okay. Yep. And the big thing with that, too, is make sure when you're looking into policies like that, make sure on what facilities they will allow. Like I said, a lot of them, you have to have a license. Um, a lot of them, they have to be, there's categories that they put assisted living facilities in when it comes to long-term care. So make sure that you can actually use those benefits. At the one you want. Yeah, that you either you get a choice or if they say, okay, you're covered under these, go check them out before you purchase It's kind of like policy. an HMO versus a PPO. Yes. Yeah. You don't want the HMO. Right. But unfortunately, sometimes that's all a lot of people can afford nowadays. Absolutely. They've never, never had it before. Right. And so... Some of us can't afford any of it anymore. I know. You know? Yes, I mean, versus working for a big corporation before Obamacare and stuff like that. So, yeah. you're correct. but that's a, that's another subject for another day. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll save that for another day. <laughs> <laughs> so, give me some stories. Get paint us a picture. But we'll be leaving in about I don't know seven or eight minutes. I want to start off with give me a sad story, one that's not so good, meaning. You wish you could have gotten involved sooner or you got involved too late. And, 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 and you know, maybe if there's if there's one of those stories, because I want you to tell us either one really cool story or a couple. I want to paint a picture of what not only your company, but others like yours that truly have your dedication, how they can make a difference for our loved ones. I think we need to I think we need a picture. Yeah. Um, gosh, there are so many. Um, we deal with so many families and take care of so many residents. Um, I guess my heart is probably for um, more of the dementia side. It's, um, we had a lady tell us one time, she said, families dealing with their loved one with dementia or Alzheimer's, it's like losing your parent twice once they pass because you've lost them, they don't remember you, you've lost who they've been for so many years. So you go through that loss as you're still trying to care for them. And then you go through another loss when they pass away. So for me, my heart is always so just taken in full when I deal with people who are walking through that right then because they are. They're potentially going through the death of their parents twice. And it's hard. It's tough. Um, It's tough to walk in and your mom or dad not recognize you or just stare at you. Um, just to, you know, I, gosh, I have so many Well, I'll tell you this. A friend of mine <laughs> used to be the director at Hardis. Mm-hmm. So I was taking a tour and I was over there meeting some of the people and, and just kind of watching what they do and, and stuff like that. And, and the other thing was they had me come be Santa Claus at Christmas. And they introduced me to this guy and the story was he always, his wife comes to visit. And it still hurts her, but she doesn't get angry anymore because he always introduces her to his girlfriend. (laughs) So he doesn't know the wife anymore, and he's got a girlfriend. And so it still hurts the wife, 
Right. But she kind of laughs about it now because right. she's now had to learn that's my husband right. in body. That's not my husband in mind. Right. I mean, we have funny stories every day. You know, when when I walk into a cottage and I have a resident just randomly tell me something, I again, I meet them where they are. So one time I walked in and one of the gentlemen, they were he was feeding the chickens. So he literally handed me a bucket. I mean, it was it was real to him. That was his reality. So I grabbed this imaginary bucket and I acted like I was spreading feed in the living room. I mean, we laugh about it. Those are things that are funny, but it was so serious to him. And so we do get to do fun things and funny things like that. I thought and- you were really talking about maybe you had chickens because I know of a location that does have chickens. And they said there's there there there's it's it's a therapy. Right. And so I said, yeah, whatever. I went and Googled it. Yes. It is. Yes. Because it also goes back to where they're from. And so a lot of these men and women, mm-hmm. they grew up country. And so they bought the hen house, mm-hmm. the coop, online, brought it in, gave these men and women tools, these men and women dementia patients, went out and built the chicken coop, and they named all the chickens. Right. And one girl gets so angry because she comes to see her mom, doesn't know her name, doesn't know anything, but knows every chicken, knows mm-hmm. when they ate, knows everything, what kind of chicken, why their colors are this, feathers are this color, that color, whatever. That's amazing therapy, just like yes. music therapy. That's new. It is. We have life skill stations is what they're called at our memory care cottage. And it is basically taking things that they remember. A lot of patients will revert back to when they were working whatever industry they were mm-hmm. in. So like one of the life skill station is just a desk. It has a really old typewriter and just some old uh, pens. And so they can sit down in front of that and just kind of therapy to bring back wow. those memories. Need some slide rules. Yeah. And then we have another station that is like a, a vanity, you know, an old antique mirror and maybe some old um, pearls and stuff like that. These ladies can sit in front of it and they just... It, it is an exercise for their mind when they don't even think it. So that's why it's so important too, to even continue to do those things. Talk to mom and dad, bring pictures out. If they're still at home and able to stay at home, but you're seeing those signs of some forgetfulness or they keep talking about their past a lot, bring out those pictures, put them on the table, let them talk about that because that is doing wonders. There's no cure for it. there's no cure. I don't know if there will ever be a cure, but it can help with the behaviors. If you give them something to do and you join them where they are, go back to working in the factory with them. Talk about it. Talk about it as if you are there with them because you sit there and tell them, no, that's not right. Mom, come on. You haven't worked. You've been retired for so many years. That is what causes anxiety. That is what can cause behaviors to come out because they're frustrated. They're like, yes, I am, because that's their reality. That's their reality at that moment. So that's so important. So remember that. Bring out and try to meet them where they are at that time. And it can be embarrassing sometimes. You know, I mean, you're in the middle of a restaurant and dad's talking about feeding the chickens. You know, it is something that can be embarrassing if it's in a public setting. But that's why it's important to have a place like unlimited care they can do that here they can have those things we can redirect them in ways that maybe you're not familiar with because you're not in the industry 
You know, I mean, there's things, all kind of things in this world that I can't do. I'll tell you firsthand that I can't. But you bring me your mom and dad, that's something that I can I can help with. Any day, anytime. It can be at midnight. Wow. <laughs> Eric, dude, there's only one word I got for you, dude. I know. There's dude the question and dude. <laughs> tell me a little, tell me a quick little story about about Candace, you got 60 seconds. Is there something that you can pick on her, but it's it's fun, it's cool? She's obsessed with her dog. And that dog's name is? Sadie. And that dog is a what kind of dog? English Bulldog. And why is she obsessed with her? I don't know. It's because I pay more attention to the dog, he says, than him. The dog's so cute. It doesn't, she doesn't <laughs> argue with me. She does what I tell snuggles. her to do. She snuggles with me. I mean, it's, you know, I just love my dog, but that dog was a gift. From him. That was the dog that was laying on the lap when she was reading her devotional and you yes. posted yes. that picture. Yes. You got a lot of love for that picture. People thought that was awesome. Yep. I that that dog, I'm telling you what. All right. I love my dog. We'll be leaving in a minute. So I want to leave everybody before my goodbye. How can people get a hold of you? So you can contact me directly um, with my cell. I keep it. You can text me. Um, you can call me. It's 936-689-2573. You can email me at Candace, and that's C-A-N-D-A-C-E, at unlimitedcarecottages.com. Or you can go to our website, and there's a contact me um, button, and just send me your information, and we'll call you back. And that is unlimitedcarecottages.com. We're on Facebook as well. Yep. Folks, I posted her uh, Facebook picture of her so you can see who Candace is this morning, and also of the Unlimited Care Cottage logo with their phone number. So go to Montgomery County Lifestyle if you didn't get that and find it and get a hold of her and get me information. Thank you for being here, Candace. Thank you for having me. What a pleasure. My pleasure. I've enjoyed. Thank you, dude. We're going to have her back, folks. We're going to, we're talking about maybe once a month, twice a month, something like that. Um, having her on to talk about different topics and who knows, maybe, uh, maybe we'll are onto something here that we can really make a difference as a team. Absolutely. To those of you out there in Montgomery County, let us know what you think. Be sure and share this when this comes out. Folks, Nathan Erzati, Montgomery County Lifestyle on Lone Star Community Radio. Tune in. There's more radio shows. There's more talk shows. There's more music shows. Get involved in your community by getting involved in community radio. Remember, folks, this is your county, your life. So go live it with style. We'll see you. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936 647 3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.